You're listening to G-Level Christian Marketplace Leaders, Be Intentional Podcast, with your host, Dr. Cheryl Hill, dedicated to Christians in various spheres of influences, desiring to influence and impact right where they serve. Catch insights and strategies for your practical and spiritual lifestyle. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Hill. I am so excited once again to greet you. Today is an amazing day. Why is that, you might say? Because every time that we are able to come together to greet one another in Christ, it's amazing. Can you stop and say amazing? It doesn't matter if we are doing an online course. It doesn't matter if we are greeting in person. But whenever the people of God comes together, it's amazing. All right, let's get together. Clap your hands, shout, do something. Let's prepare to hear what God will speak to us today concerning the millennials. That is our topic, the millennials. The question today is, can the church survive without the younger generation? Let me ask again, can the church survive without the younger generation? Well, the answer is no, because for a generation to continue and even to leave a legacy, it has to have a group of people, a generation of people that are coming up to be raised to receive the legacy, to receive the teaching, or to receive the wealth, right? This is where we are in the church. Our question is, what are we doing with the millennials? How are we engaging them? How are we embracing their uniqueness? This is the question. Amen. So listen, the book of Proverbs 22 and 6, it says to raise up the child in the way that they should go. And guess what? When they get older, they will have a foundation to come back to. Collectively, as a church, as a whole, many of us came into Christ late and there's all pockets of different types of Christians. The question remains, what are we doing, whether the millennials have been raised up in Christ or not, what are we doing with them, for them, and to engage them in the foundation of Jesus the Christ, who is our Lord and Savior, that they might know him as their Lord and Savior. What really are we doing? Looking across the globe, I see many powerful ministries, but I also see a contradiction of the Word of God where we have people that perform, where we have people that are in celebrity status, where they are having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof of God. Can I tell you something about the millennials? They have great discernment. They can see past fakeness. They can see 
surpass celebrity status and what their hunger is for is the real. Who really is God? Who really is Jesus? And what role do they play in my life? This is their questions. Because guess what? The millennials say within their cells, we have the ability to become whoever we want to be. And we don't need this or that. But we do desire to know the real. Again, the question is, what are we doing? Let's look at some of the characteristics of this generation. They are radical, which means they think and do things outside of the normal parameters of what we would think is normal. They are articulate. They are passionate, forward thinkers. They are innovative and they are creators. What? are we doing with the creativity, the innovation, the passion? What are we doing with this church as, as, as a whole? What are we doing? Where is our focus? Is our focus on having, listen to me, a service? And the service is scripted. Every Sunday, every midweek service, it's scripted not allowing the Holy Spirit to flow and to administer or minister gifts, callings, um, reaching and teaching about Jesus because Jesus is our master plan. He is our blueprint, not knowing and understanding his patterns. What are we doing? Now understand something. Everyone cannot be in the house of God full time. We know that. Everyone cannot be an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher, any of those things. We cannot be the fivefold ministers. We cannot all be full time. What happens to the congregation that has to go back into the marketplace? What are we doing? What happens to the younger generation that cannot be full-time worship leaders and the like? What are we doing? How do we focus? How do we engage? How do we raise up the upcoming presidents or governors or farmers or teachers in this generation? What are we doing? How do we address it? How do we leave legacies? How do we stand up a foundation that will be strong and sure? What are we doing is the question. Can I tell you one thing? As a minister, if you're in fivefold ministry, one of the greatest assets that you have is time. Scheduling time out for each sector of your congregation whether it's the millennials, do you just take time off to say, hey guys, what's going on? What have you learned? Because guess what? Even though you are a five-fold leader, that doesn't, does not mean that you cease to learn. Every generation has something new that God gives this generation. We, the elders, we need to keep up. An elder or a um, leader in a generation such as mine, the older generation, that does not have younger people around them, 
That means you are destined to die off and you leave nothing. You, Whatever God has given you, you are not passing it to another generation. Did you hear me? It doesn't matter if it's your family, your business, your ministry, your government. If you're not walking with younger people, number one, to embrace and to leave. Number two, to learn and proceed. Did you hear me? Embrace and leave something to learn and for you to proceed in whatever your purpose is for now. The millennials are a tool, an instrument that God has placed in our midst to utilize, to utilize their skills, to utilize their creativity, to utilize them in even our purpose. What are we doing? Understand something. Jesus was always interested in what people were doing. How do we know that? Look at the disciples. And he said, what are you doing? Let me help you fish. If you do it this way, you will catch more. He got down. He took time. He got in the midst of the flow of the purpose of the fishermen. So why is it that we would even think that we are too um, above stepping into another person's purpose? God is bringing us, the church, into a place of revelation to the need and the flow of what he's doing with a time called now. Now God is causing us to understand and to look at many things, not just one. Don't just focus on a service because that's not all of the kingdom. The kingdom of God has such a harvest field that the church at large has not tapped into. Again, what are you doing with the millennials? How are you engaging? What do they have to offer the house of God and your communities and your governments and your country? Raise them up now. Give them the opportunities. Place foundation within them that no matter where they go, they will not deter from God. But yet, wherever they go, they shall be an impact that God is glorifying. Not a religious impact where they're going, oh, give your life to Christ. No. Wherever they go, the excellence of God be upon them, whether it's technology whether it's government, medicine, whatever they're doing, that there is a, a um, anointing of excellence on them, that those that don't even know God will say, what is it that you do? And that they will now be able to be a an uh, evangelistic tool to say, oh, I've learned this. Yes, I have some college, but I get in the presence of God to understand more. Did you hear me? It's not about what you do in the house of God on Sunday, but what you do in the marketplace, what you do when people are not looking, what you do with your family, what you do with your governments, what you do in the medical um, arena, how God gives you tools to be creative, innovative, and impactful. What will you do with the young people that are around you. 
A leader without young people around them has determined that they do not want to leave a legacy. They have determined that they have closed their ears off unto God. Because we are supposed to leave a legacy for the next generation. Not in religion, but in kingdom principles. A form of godliness will not do. Denying the power thereof will not do. But focusing on the foundation of the word of God in any sphere of influence will do. What are we doing? Come on, somebody, stay excited. This is for you to understand and to know that God wants to reveal to you to put your focus in many places because with God, all things are possible. If you don't have young people around you, I would encourage you at whatever age you are to get around them that you can know the new. Every day that we get up is exciting. Every day that we get up, God has granted us purpose to proceed. Come on now, get excited. What are we doing? How are we engaging? How are we embracing? Today is the best day of the rest of our lives. But let our days be surrounded with young people that we can pass the legacies on to the next generation. So your homework is to find out what is the statistics for young leaders in the houses of God globally. Are they continuing to walk away from the church? What are they doing? Find out what's going on in your country and how you can administer um, mentorship, studies, whatever it is that you can create to pass on to this generation. That's your homework. Amen. Again, stay excited. Give God glory. I thank God for each and every one of you who are listening today. And I see nothing but greatness for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to G-Level Be Intentional podcast. You can subscribe and share any episode wherever you get your podcast. You can connect with G-Level by email at glevelmktplace at gmail.com. Until next time, influence and impact right where you are. Thanks for listening.